0: Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Hi everybody and uh, welcome to our online service. And I'm so glad that you can join us, even though we aren't able to meet together at this point. Great to have you with us, and whether you're listening now or at the later stage, we just trust that this Word will bless you and that God will minister to you. And uh, yeah, Let's take a moment just to pray and just consecrate this time to God as we get into His Word. Father, we thank You for Your presence. Thank You, Lord, that even though we are not together as a church family, even though we're all over the place, and even as believers scattered across the globe, Father, thank you that you are with us. You said that you would never leave us nor forsake us. That's your promise, Lord. And we, we thank you even right now to that every person listening, Lord, that you are with them, that your presence is right there, Lord. We pray your peace over each one. And I thank you, God, for your word. And I trust that your word will minister to each one of us. That we would um, grow in our revelation of who you are, of your love for us, and that we would be transformed, Lord, to to be more like Christ. So we consecrate this time to you. Let your kingdom come, and thank you, Father, for your peace and your presence with each one. In Jesus' name, Amen. Great. So yeah, we um, had a busy week as a as a family. Um, my aunt passed away a week or so ago, uh, so I had my first memorial service that I conducted yesterday, and um, I must admit I'm, I'm very thankful that in all these years of ministry this was my first memorial service, but it was a difficult one because it, uh, obviously being family, um, I don't think you'd get easy ones, but um, you know, I, I was just reminded that our lives are fleeting, and uh, Brief moments in eternity, and uh, you know, scripture says that you know, a a life is like a just a breath. It's so fleeting in the in the context of eternity. And I'm just challenged again and encouraged that to that we should really embrace each day as a God-given gift um, and embrace the opportunities and the moments with God, moments with each other. Um, yeah, because they are, where they are not forever, and we can't take them for granted. And I want to read from First Chronicles chapter twenty-nine, from verse fifteen. We are here for only a moment, visitors and strangers in the land, as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. And just again, a, a, a reminder that you know the Scripture speaks of us as visitors, strangers. Pilgrims passing through, and because our, our moments here on earth, if we compare it to eternity, are so brief, it's so crucial that we do not f- keep our focus on what is so what is part of that that will that is temporal instead of, um, you know, the better it's it is so crucial for us to keep our focus on what is eternal and to prepare not to. Focus only to do everything for this kind of couple of years here on earth, but to prepare and to position ourselves to live in a way that 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 is focused on what is in eternity. And um, yeah, well, let's, I want to also read from First Peter chapter two, um, from verse eleven. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then, even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when He judges the world. Um, there are there's a couple of things here. That, but f- firstly, we are reminded that when we are born again, when we come into the kingdom of heaven, we become, we are born as uh, citizens into the kingdom of heaven when we are born again, when we become believers, when we put our faith in Christ, we become citizens of heaven, uh, we are no longer part of this worldly kingdom, but we are now, we've been transported from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We are now no longer under the kingdom of darkness. We are no longer under the law and enslaved to the law of sin and death. We are now under a new king, uh, and in a new dispensation, a new kingdom, and which means that you know the, what the scripture calls us ambassadors. Um, so we are we still live in this world. And that's the reality we have to deal with. But we now live here as ambassadors for Christ. We do not conform to the world we live in. That um, we're passing through, we're realizing there's a lot of realities that we have to deal with in terms of living in this broken world. But it's so crucial for us to understand that we are not citizens of this world. We are not. And those are the things we have to deal with. And those are the things that scripture actually says that um, our worldly desires, um, the worldly desires that we face with every day, they wage war against our souls. So there is a war going on. There is a. There's a resistance to what what God is doing in our hearts, and there's a war that is you know against our souls, and um, we are we can't really ignore that. Um, it's real all around us. We see the effects of it all around us, um, but God has made provision. Amen. And he's given us strength. And he's He's empowered us with His Spirit to be able to be His ambassadors in this broken world. Um, I wanted to go and look further and and um, Read from 1 John chapter 1, from verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God, Abides forever. So we see this um, distinction that is made here between loving the world and loving God. And let's just quickly quantify the world here means um, not only the physical world we live in, not only the, the way things are, the way things are done. The world basically in this context refers to everything that's not of God, everything that doesn't give glory to God. Um, and he's saying, yeah, do not love those things. Do not you know, put your, um, don't, you know, your, your desires and your love and your passions, do not uh, love those things that are not of God and that don't bring glory to Him. Um, so and he points out that it's not possible to love both the world and God at the same time. You know, another part of Scripture, Jesus says you cannot serve two masters. You cannot can't, can't love God and love Mammon um, at the same time. You know, so can't serve two masters. And so what we're seeing here is this, this kind of dimension of the one, the love for God and the love for the world cannot coexist. They The one pushes out the other. So as we grow in our love for, for God... That love pushes out any love for the world out of our lives. But the other way, the other you know side of the coin is also true. As we you know, if we do not, if are if we're not careful, and we do love the things of the world, that those affections will push out the love of God out of our lives. So those things, those two can't coexist. Uh, it's either that we we put our, our focus and our love on God, or we we our affection is on the things of the world so there's this there's this war going on, so um not so let's think about the world some more so the beliefs of the world, the ways of doing things, the world views that we have all around us the um, there's so much going on, there's so many opinions out there that are contrary to the the love of God, contrary to the word of God, definitely not according to his will and contrary to his will, and also definitely not giving glory to god so all those things, those actions, those lifestyles, those passions that are um, not of God are part of that world that we're talking about now. And I want to add to that it's not only that which overtly and kind of um, aggressively opposes God because that's true also. You know, We have stuff in the world that opposes God. I'm not only talking about that. I'm talking about even things that seem on the surface to be fine and to be acceptable if they're not of God and if they do not bring glory to God, then I believe they are in that category of do not love these things, if that makes sense. Now, with that as background, the challenge that we're facing is that God is telling us do not love the world, but at the same time, (laughs) He's asking us to love people. And He's commanding us to make disciples of the nations. And we read in Scripture, John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. So how, how do those things fit together? And it's important for us to understand that God is calling us not to love the things of the world, but He is calling us to love the people. And to, for us to make that distinction. He is calling us to love people and to serve people with the love of Christ. He is calling us to reach our neighbor. He is calling us to love our neighbor as ourselves. So um, how, do we, how do we manage that? Um, often we make the mistake of thinking, for me to be able to love my neighbor or to love somebody close to me or a colleague or a friend or a neighbor in my street, for me to be able to love them, We make the mistake of thinking it means I need to support or approve everything that they do. I need to approve of everything that they do. Or for me to be able to express love to them, I need to say what you're doing is okay. But that's not the truth. It is possible for us to love somebody with a godly love without having to say, I agree with everything you're saying, I agree with everything you're doing. And I agree with your worldview. In fact, it is so important for us. If we really love somebody, it is so crucial for us to actually tell them, "Listen, I love you so much." And I, I, I you know, and for us to demonstrate that love um, in practical ways, but to be able to tell them, "I love you," and because I love you, I, I, I want to say that I disagree with this or this or that conviction, or I disagree with that way of doing things Um, and specifically there's so much out there uh, we were just talking about it this week there's so much out there where people want to um, connect somebody's way of doing things with their identity and then when you find fault with their way of doing things people say but you can't reject me um, as a person especially when it comes to sexuality there's so much craziness going on out there and people are trying to say that your sexuality equals your identity. Um, so that if, if, if I find fault with the way you do things on that, in that sphere of your life, then I'm, I'm taking you on as, a, as in your identity. And that's not true. Our identity is meant to be in Christ. Our identity is meant to be in the Father, in our Creator. And uh, so crucial for us to, to love people in a way that God loves us. He, he loves us because He made us, He, he created us. But He does not approve of us and He does not approve of our um, where where we do contrary to His will. But He loves us all the same. And it's possible for us to do the same. For us to love our neighbors, for us to reach out to our colleagues and friends around us with a godly love, with a godly support, in a way that still communicates that I love you enough to disagree with you, but I love you enough to... To show you this is what Scripture says. And obviously there's a sensitivity to do that. There's, a, there's timing how to do that. But to, to know that I can love this person, I can pray for them, I can encourage them. I don't. you know. There's, there's kind of two extremes. The one is that we, we try to love people and we try to support them to a such an extent that we conform. We conform to the world. We conform to their behaviour. We kind of say, oh, "It's a fine. It's it's okay." The other extreme is I, I'm so averse to this person's lifestyle and their way of doing things, and their language and everything else that I I stay away completely, uh, and I reject them, and I re- and I don't want to spend time with them at all because I'm I'm afraid I'm going to you know <laughs> be tainted or something, or. I'm, And so that's the other extreme. And that's also, I believe, Jesus demonstrates that in his life. He he went to spend time with those that the religious crowd did not want to spend time with at all. He wasn't afraid to spend time with sinners and tax collectors and those that were seen as Rejected out of society and sinners, and and you know you, if you spend time with them, you're going to be unclean as well. He chose to spend time with them and he loved them and he served them, but he did not approve the things that they were doing wrong. In fact, his love and his his, his serving manner brought so many people to repent of those things that were not right. Um, so those are the kind of extremes. So be aware of, of both of those. Don't avoid unbelievers. Don't completely separate yourself from unbelievers. Uh, but also do not conform to the ways of the world. Do not love those things. Um, and that's the challenge we're sitting with. And you know what's amazing is that God has sent. you know, when he, when he sent us out, when he gave the disciples the Great Commission, Jesus says, go into all the worlds, make disciples. You know, he gives us the Great Commission. He says, go and teach people, go and baptize people. But then he says, wait before you go. Uh, wait Until you receive the Helper, I'm sending you another Helper. And he's basically saying we cannot go without the Helper. We cannot do his will without the Helper. We cannot fulfill his mandate without the Helper, without the power of the Holy Spirit. So praise the Lord. We have that anointing of the Holy Spirit. We have the Helper with us. We have the power of the Spirit to enable us to love people, to enable us to serve people, to enable us to in a dying world in a dark world in a dark, in a world where at the moment there's so much uncertainty, so many people living in fear, so many people wrestling with, you know, am I gonna am I gonna get sick? Am I gonna die? So many hectic things people are wrestling with without the comfort of of the knowledge of eternal life. So there's such a great opportunity at this moment for us to love people. Like Almost like we haven't seen for a long time. There's an opportunity for us to reach out to our neighbors and to support and to love and to care in a way that would draw them to Christ. And I want to encourage you, you know, yes, we are all in lockdown. Yes, there are restrictions on our movements. And, you know, we tend to think about, think, oh, there's all these restrictions and there's so much I can't do. But I want to encourage us to think, what are the things that are in place now that actually makes it easier for me? What are the opportunities that are coming up right now for me to be uh, obedient to the call of God, to to reach out to those around me. And I want to quickly refer back to, before I forget, to refer back to the scripture we just read. Uh, And he's saying that um, all of this is from the world. um, And he says, and the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. So he doesn't only say whoever doesn't love the things of the world, but he says the one who who obeys the will of God, abides forever. That if you put if we put our, our love and our affection on the stuff of the world, we're going to pass away with those things. But if we choose to obey the will of God, we will endure forever. And so I want to encourage us that how can we position ourselves in this hectic season to obey the word in our situation, in the place you stay, in your family, in your workplace? Um, you know, some of us are have much more flexible working hours at the moment. Um, Where before, if you got your nine-to-five or your eight-to-five or whatever it is, and you found it very difficult to reach out to colleagues or to even have a coffee or to even have a phone conversation with somebody because of those restrictions, now maybe it's easier to connect with somebody over the phone even, or maybe in in a you know, be careful and be wise in terms of um, distancing and all that stuff, and don't obviously you know have good big gatherings. But maybe there is an opportunity to connect with somebody one-on-one in a careful way that you wouldn't be able to connect with before. So I want to say, let's look for those opportunities. Let's trust God for wisdom, for the creativity. Um, let's be careful around the virus, and let's be you know, wise about that, but let's reach out to the dying and in the world around us that is in such need of Christ right now. I want to also say, if you know somebody that is a doctor in a medical field, please reach out to them. Please pray for them. We know many people, um, you know, if you know somebody that's ill, send them a message, pray for them over the phone, uh, reach out to them, encourage them. And uh, those doctors amongst us, you guys are amazing. You're doing such a great job and we pray for you. We, and if you know somebody, maybe it's not a believer, but it is a doctor, um, reach out to them, encourage them, pray for them, support them. Um, there are such great opportunities for us to be the hands and feet of Christ right now. Let's take a moment to pray together. Father, we thank you that you call us to be ambassadors, Lord. Yes, Lord, we are not of this world. Yes, Lord, we are just passing through. We are citizens of heaven, but God, we thank you for the power of your spirit that you anoint us as ambassadors for you in this world that we are in. We thank you, Lord, for a boldness. We thank you for an anointing to love people around us. And we ask, Lord, that we would not Um, be blinded by restrictions God but you would open up our eyes for the opportunities that exist right now to minister your love to people around us God in the name of Jesus through technology through so many ways Lord show us the ways that you've prepared for us to love people to serve people and to share your good news with people to make disciples around us Lord in the name of Jesus Lord we pray for all our doctors in church, all the medical guys, we pray for the frontline workers. In the name of Jesus, we pray that you'd strengthen them with might by your Spirit in the inner man. That you would strengthen them physically, emotionally, on all levels. Physically, that you would strengthen them, Lord. That you'd cover them with the blood of Jesus. That you'd protect them. God, that they would truly shine your light in such desperate situations, Lord. Make them, strengthen them in every way. We pray and we trust with him, Lord, that your kingdom would come in every situation. Lord, we pray for those that are uh, sick in our midst and our church family, specifically, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray for complete healing. We pray for restoration. We pray that you would restore hope and strength in these difficult times, Lord. By the stripes of Jesus Christ, we pray complete healing over each one affected in the name of Jesus. Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for this word. We ask, Lord, that this word will be a good fruit in our, in our lives. God, that we would love you so much that any love for the world, any affection of the world would just be pushed out of our hearts, Lord. That our love for you would, would supersede everything else, God. And give us grace, Lord, to, to live out of that love for you, to live in obedience to your call, that your kingdom would come in and through our lives, God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for this time. Thanks for taking time to join us. If you need somebody to pray for you, please connect with us online or on our site. And we'd love to meet you or at least pray for you and see how God connects us and how we can walk a road together. But thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful day and God bless. Thank you.